0: Get ready, because aging starts
1: now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 32 of Aging Starts Now. I'm your host, Barbara McGinnis. Today, we're talking about men and caregiving. Joining us is Lynn Wood, Caregiver Support Coordinator with Mental Health America of the Mid-South. Welcome, Lynn. Hey, Barbara. Thank you so much for having me here today. Absolutely. We start with giving uh, our audience just a brief overview of what is Mental Health America of the Mid-South. I will. I will. Mental Health America of the Mid-South is the best kept secret. We are 75
2: years old next in 2021. Okay. Next year. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we do um, mental health advocacy uh, research, I mean, not research, but resources, materials. And we jokingly say we're from the womb to the tomb because we have programs that go into our schools and talk about bullying uh, to our adolescent students and to our young uh, middle school students with I See Hope. We have a human trafficking uh, counselors uh that help with those folks getting back into the workforce and out of that experience, we have um, a program called multicultural outreach program, which is for unaccompanied minors. We have my program, which is for caregiver support. So really we, we, if you have an issue that is mental health, We can get you to where you need to go. We don't all provide one-on-one services, but we all Mm -hmm. like the yellow pages of mental health. We can get someone where they need to go um, and provide them with the best number or the resource to get help through a mental health organization and someone who will see them and treat them and join them on their journey to a better mental health. And that's what Mental Health America of the Mid South is about, and what
1: we do. Wow, that sounds like a, a like a lot of services right there in one place. So let's talk particularly about the caregiver support role that you have, mm-hmm. and is this a new program about focusing on men and caregiving? Well, the caregiver support
2: uh, program uh, just was renamed when I came on board in 2018. Um, So the aging services uh, program is what it was before, but that uh, a caregiver doesn't have to be someone who's aging. And some of the feedback that we got was, okay, I'm not aging, but I'm a caregiver and I'm the one that needs the help, not my parent, you know, because Alzheimer's and dementia is what it is. So in 2018 or the beginning of 2019, we, we changed the verbiage to caregiver support program and men and caregiving is just a little snippet of that. You know, anyone can be a caregiver and they may not be a caregiver from dementia um, or Alzheimer's. It could be a different, you know, it could be autistic children, um, mm-hmm. you know, someone who's had a stroke. My father is a caregiver for my mother who is a stroke survivor. So, It really is that caregiver support, but I do focus on Alzheimer's and dementia and helping those families and those caregivers navigate. And men in caregiving is just something that I have had more um, interaction with here with the pandemic. Um, So that is why we thought, or I thought, uh, that this was a great subject to talk about today.
1: Well, absolutely it is. So, what are some of the unique challenges for men when placed in this caregiving role? Well, first of all, I think it's important to know that
2: um, eight years ago, according to AARP, 34% of caregivers were men. And we don't typically think of that um, being such a high percentage because women typically are seen as the the care provider. Today, uh, we're up to um, 40%. So 40 million Americans caring for a loved one are male. And that tends to be a little bit of an issue because men, um, especially if you get into an older adult, they were not the stay-at-home parent, you know, in that era, the men went out and worked outside the home, and the mother was the one who was the nurturer. So it can be difficult for men to uh, take on some of those more intimate um, responsibilities of caregiving, like bathing and toileting. So some of the information that I have available for families and for men are brochures. Um, hands-on care with my caregiver conversation uh, to try to um, help that gentleman navigate this. What we've seen here with the pandemic, Barbara, is that a lot of our men are more willing to get outside help. So they may have their wives or their um, spouses in an adult day Uh, stay setting or we'll have caregiving come in the home or we'll take, go to a um, sunny day program and, and get outside help because they recognize that. And here with the pandemic, what we've had is those services not being available. So working with the men who are caregivers and what do they do every day? How can they interact with their uh, female care partners in in how to get those um, activities of daily living accomplished. Um, And so those have been, that's been a number of calls that I have had with families. Um, Men typically don't ask for outside help. So they'll pay for outside help, you know, but to ask their next door neighbor or their children um, for help, it's very hard and men typically uh, by nature are fixers. you know
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. We have a problem. We know this in our personal lives. We have a problem. We share that with a man and a man wants to fix it. But we can't fix Alzheimer's and dementia. It is what it is, which again goes back to why I felt it was important, as did um, the leaders at Mental Health America to really focus on caregiving support. How can I help the caregiver, navigate this journey. Um, and so that is um, that is my joy. That is what I do. Um, so there's a lot to overcome for men who are caregivers.
1: Well, well I'm glad you're there for them. What are some, uh, some of your favorite tips or suggestions for overcoming these challenges?
2: Well, I, I've I've tried to convince or try to have conversations with the male um, partners or caregivers that their wives can still do things. Uh, you know, typically our, our, a lot of times I will get a, a, a conversation that starts, well, my, my wife can't do anything. Well, does she feed, eat mm-hmm. on her own? Yes. She eats on her own with no help. Okay. Can she uh, go to the bathroom on her own? Yes, but I have to tell her when it's time to go. So a lot of my conversations with men is trying to break down that their wives really can do things. And then what around the home can they still participate in? Is it putting the dishes, uh, drying the dishes after dinner? Is it putting silverware out of the silverware basket in the dishwasher into the utensil drawer? Is it rolling up yarn? So we really spend a lot of time Um, talking about the work around the house that a loved one can still do. And a lot of times it's, well, I don't want to make her do that. I don't want to ask her to dust. But a lot of the females, when I've been in the home with these settings, the wives have said, well, I can do that, you know, because they did. You know, they did do that kind of housework. And everyone wants to feel Useful. Needed, yes, and useful, and have a purpose, and especially our wives, our women who are homemakers, they want to continue keeping their nest, you know, and so it is trying to um, let the the men caregivers know that that is allowable, that is something that they are they are allowed to say,
1: honey, let's fold the clothes, right. And you know, if you, you're, un, you're unpacking these tasks for them so yeah. they may not be able to do it independently but with, with supervision mm-hmm. we do it together um, because caring for someone whether it's related to dementia or some other uh, diagnosis it's a marathon this is something that's going to go on for months or years
0: mm-hmm. not
1: not just a, um, a sprint. It's kind of like, oh, right. no, you've got to conserve your energy. You've got to figure out how to live with, with this for the long haul kind of thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: Definitely. Helping, I was just going to say, it's true. Helping when you're helping someone preserve skills, you're doing at least what you can to help slow down some of the progression of illness. Right.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Because the more someone can do, if you think about the brain that is breaking, it's it's deteriorating because it has a dementia symptom or a disease that is causing this deterioration of the brain. And the more that someone can do, the more that someone does increases the blood and the oxygen to that brain, which just makes it sharper. So, Mm -hmm. someone who sits around and does nothing, all they want to do is sit around and do nothing. So, when we slowly introduce um, tasks back into someone's um, daily routine, then it's just a benefit for everybody. And then the the male partners might feel like they're not carrying the whole load. You know, they are still sharing their responsibilities um, and so that's great. And what I try to get, uh, get our male caregivers to understand is this, is this might be the beginning. We have to learn some of these tools and learn some of these techniques earlier on because what we do know with dementia symptoms and Alzheimer's diseases and things of that nature is it it progressively gets worse. So right now, if someone can fold the towels, then let's let them. And another mm-hmm. part of the part of the um, conversation that I have is making those new memories with their wives. Um, not only reliving the past when they were courting, um, but what are some new memories that you can make during this time that is going to sustain you? when the wife, um, can't remember, um, Mm -hmm. what are those new things when she's not, um, you know, when the progression is worse, you you understand what I'm trying to say? It's absolutely. Yeah. And so that is very important. Um, and when you say it like that to, uh, our men, um, that is important to them. You know, they want those memories. Um, so that is something that we, we talk about too. My caregiver conversations, Barbara, are usually anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours that I spend, um, with, um, a family, with a caregiver and talking, Mm -hmm. talking through all this, what they're seeing, every family is different. So, um, we really detail it into what the abilities are for those, um, for the, each of those families and those caregivers.
1: What are a couple of the best community resources that you recommend for men caregivers?
2: Yeah, I'm going to tell you this right now, and I'm sure you know it, and I hope our audience understands and and learns this. We are in a wonderful state. We are in a great little city here. Um, The Sumner County, Davidson County, Williamson County, we have some of the best resources for our caregivers um, you are not alone out there. If you are a caregiver, um, AARP has some great caregiving resources. Um, There's their books, their website. They break down tasks into de- each and um, and um, easy steps. There's a, a website that's out there, uh, Daily Caregiving, which can send you an email every day for a new topic um, if you want. Uh, there is a place um, in um, that's called a men's shed. and, oh, yeah, I've heard provides of a safe and busy environment for men. Um, what we do know about men caregivers is just going to a traditional support group may not be beneficial. You know, our men like to internalize things, and I know I'm being very vague, and every man is not the same. Just like every woman is not the same, but these are common behaviors and and things that I have found in my work with men mm-hmm. caregivers, is going and sitting around a circle to talk about what they're experiencing is not always helpful for them. That is outside of their comfort zone. So when you do something like a men's shed, which... Scotland, but if you look for it um, online, put in men's shed. And again, there's a, there's one that's starting in um, Wilson County. um, Then, um, but when they're doing tasks, when they're repairing things, when they're building, uh, then they may be able to just start a conversation. Um, So that's, that is a great program. Um and there is um a gentleman, Jeff Heston, who Heston, who can help uh even get one started somewhere else. I've talked to the Bab Center there in Hendersonville, and they have some wonderful opportunities um, you know with the Bab Center there in Hendersonville for men to get together. Um, our 54 forwards have men clubs that are, give an opportunity for the men to get together with with other caregiving men and really be able to talk through and rely on each other for support.
1: Oh, Lynn, I've enjoyed talking to you. You've given me some great ideas. I'm sure uh, our folks that are listening to this podcast will think the same thing. That's it for today's episode. And I do thank Lynn for joining us and thank you for listening. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now.
0: Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, Visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the Free Resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com. Document downloads, the Take Us McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there, free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe rate the show or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging starts now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.